You're listening to The Health Classes You Missed. My name is Monica and I'm a secondary school health teacher with a passion for all things health. Whether you're currently at school or you finished 20 years ago, this podcast will help you understand those topics that may have been skimmed over, considered inappropriate or flat out ignored. So sit up straight, faces forward, let's get into it. and welcome back to another episode of No Stupid Questions. I hope everyone has had an absolutely fantastic week. I had a super busy week this week back at school for term four. Felt good to be back, good to see all the kids and catch up, see what they got up to on the holidays, but I am absolutely exhausted. It has been a huge week. I do want to say just before we get started as well, another big thank you to any new listeners. I've had the most listens ever in the past couple of uh, couple of days even. So it's been really awesome. I just want to say hi to anyone that's new here. I uh, can't wait to keep learning with you guys. And I hope that you are finding these episodes really beneficial for you and you're getting a lot out of it. Remember, if you've got any uh, guest suggestions or suggestions for topics, my DMs are always, always open, especially for these No Stupid Questions episodes, because I like to use what you guys send in for these ones. So I'm giving you the content that you want or the information that you need at the time. Speaking of today's topic or today's question was sent in from a listener. And the question of the day today is thrush an STI. Now, this is an interesting one. Thrush is one of those things that we will soon learn is super, super common and not really talked about that much. It's not really discussed that much. So I thought this was an awesome one to cover today because as I said, very, very common. So a lot of people might have this same question, but let's start with what actually is thrush. So thrush is a very, very common fungal infection that can affect absolutely everyone. It doesn't matter what genitalia you have. It doesn't matter whether you're young or old. There are some people that are more susceptible to it. However, it can affect everyone. Now it's caused by an overgrowth of a yeast called Candida albicans. Now generally, this is pretty harmless. Thrush is pretty harmless. However, it can be quite uncomfortable and can also be reoccurring for some people. So some people, as I just talked about, are more susceptible to it than others. So to answer the question today, which is, is thrush an STI? It actually is not classified as an STI. However, it can be shared through sexual contact or even triggered by sexual activity. Now, this might be a little bit confusing to some people because you think, okay, it can be shared through sexual contact, be triggered by sexual activity. Why is it not classified as an STI? This is because there is actually a natural amount of candida in the body or on the skin of everyone. This is totally and completely normal. Generally, our immune systems can kind of keep this under wraps so that we don't have an overgrowth of candida. Now, when there is an overgrowth of candida, this usually occurs in warm, moist environments and can develop, of course, because of an imbalance in bacteria in the body. So where can thrush actually occur in the body? 
a very common place is the genitals. Now, this is more common in vulva owners. It actually affects the vagina in females or the head of the penis or the foreskin in males. However, as I just talked about, it's a lot more common to affect vulva owners. Now, according to Better Health Channel, about 75% of women will have vaginal thrush in their lifetime. 75% is a massive amount of people. It can also affect, as I said before, women of any age. But if you are between the ages of 15 to 50, you are more likely to experience thrush or a candida overgrowth. I should also point out here as well that thrush can also be called a yeast infection. These two things are the same. So if you hear thrush being referred to as a yeast infection, it is the same thing. Now, other areas that a candida overgrowth can affect include the skin on your armpits, your groin between the fingers, in a person's anus, or in a person's mouth. Now, having thrush of the mouth is quite uncommon for adults, and this is usually something that only affects young children. So what are the symptoms of thrush? How will I know if I've got thrush? I'm going to firstly start with talking about vaginal thrush symptoms. Now, this is all according to Health Direct. The most common symptoms are itchiness, irritation, swelling, or redness in and around the vagina. Some other symptoms might include a thick, white, or creamy vaginal discharge. Some people say that this can look a bit like cottage cheese, just for reference. You might feel pain or feelings of discomfort during sexual activity, particularly penetration. A burning or stinging sensation may be felt during urination. And importantly as well, some people don't notice any symptoms at all. What about symptoms for males of the penis owners? So again, according to Health Direct, some symptoms include a red rash on the genitals. So this is mainly found under the foreskin, which can be itchy as well. You may also notice small red spots on the head of the penis. There may be discharge, pain when urinating as well, maybe a difficulty pulling back a person's foreskin. A substance that can kind of collect under the foreskin as well can occur, and this might have an odor, so you might notice this. And again, a person may experience no symptoms at all. Moving on now, let's talk about what actually causes thrush, because as I stated earlier, we all actually have the fungus naturally in our bodies, in the vagina, the mouth, the bowels, and other places on our bodies. It's when the bacteria multiplies that it causes problems or can cause that irritation that can make people feel quite uncomfortable. Now, this can happen for a variety of reasons. Some of the most common reasons include taking antibiotics, which can upset the normal balance on the skin and in the body, particularly the gut biome as well. A person might experience thrush during their period or pregnancy, and this can be because of hormonal changes. Thrush may occur when experiencing other illnesses. So when people have a suppressed immune system or suppressed immune function, they might find that they experience thrush. Skin conditions like eczema or psoriasis, these can increase a person's chances of developing thrush as well. Sexual activity or bacteria through sexual activity can of course be a reason. And as we talked about earlier, it can be passed on through sexual activity as well. So if you are having sex with someone that does have thrush at the time, there of course is a risk that you will develop it as well. 
And lastly, sometimes it just happens and there's just no real reason. Some people, as I said, are more susceptible than others. When should you go and see a doctor for thrush? Now, people who have had thrush multiple times will generally know how to deal with it at home. It is not very hard to treat, which we will talk about in a moment, but there are some times that you should go and see your doctor. And some of these things include if it's your first time having it, if you are pregnant or you have diabetes, if you are worried that you might also have an STI, if you have an excessive discharge that has an odor or abnormal bleeding or pain in your stomach, if your symptoms don't stop after your initial treatment or you have really frequent reoccurring bouts of thrush as well. So on that, how is it treated? The good news is that thrush is generally very, very easy to treat. The most effective treatment of vaginal thrush is a cream or pessaries, which are dissolving tablets that can both be inserted into the vagina, and this should clear up the infection pretty quickly. In addition to that, if you are a penis owner, a vulva owner, whatever, you can use an antifungal cream for thrush as well. This can help soothe some of the itching and those kinds of symptoms too. And there are also single dose or three day pills that are available to help if maybe some of these other methods are not working for you. Now, all of this is available at the chemist over the counter. So you don't actually have to have a prescription. You can just go in and get these things from your chemist. Also important to note here that you, if you are a little bit embarrassed maybe or you don't want to talk about it out loud, obviously chemists can sometimes be very busy places. I've seen a lot of memes or TikToks about how loud pharmacists can be when giving people medication, which is quite funny. But if you are one of those people that, that doesn't feel super comfortable, you can always ask to talk to a pharmacist in a private area away from other people if you need to. Now, some other things that you can do here is to practice good hygiene, to make sure that you clean the affected area in the shower, not the bath, just with water and avoid using any kind of soaps or shower gels or anything like that. Avoid sharing towels and wear loose fitted clothing. And another hot tip here is that if you are sexually active and you have had sex and found out that you have thrush, your sexual partners do not need to be treated unless they show symptoms. So this is not something that a person is automatically going to pass on or is going to get. Only if a person starts to have symptoms should you treat thrush. Of course, if you do have any questions or concerns or anything like that, do make sure that you go talk to your local GP. They will also be able to help you diagnose. So we'll talk a little bit about how this might occur if you are feeling some of these symptoms and think that you need to head to the doctor's. Now, generally, your symptoms will be asked first, and this is important, but also doesn't necessarily mean that they'll just be able to tell what it is because thrush symptoms can often be confused with herpes symptoms or bacterial vaginosis symptoms as well. And I will do episodes on both of these topics too. Now, if symptoms aren't enough and maybe there is cause to look a little bit further, the doctor may ask to actually look at your vagina, your penis, in your mouth, on your skin, wherever it is, and a swab test may be done just to confirm and rule out any other infections, which of course is super, super important. And remember, if you ever go to the doctors and you do have to get checked out in this way, please don't be ashamed or embarrassed. I mean, it's okay, of course, if you have those emotions, but your doctors do see bodies and all kinds of different body parts every single day. It is much, much more important to be knowledgeable about your health, especially your sexual and reproductive health. 
Now, the last little bit we're going to talk about here is how can we prevent thrush? Now, this is according to Health Direct. So some things you might do are changing your underwear daily. We should all be doing that anyway, but make sure to wash your underwear in hot water as well, just to destroy any of the bacteria, just in case. Always wipe front to back if you are a vulva owner. Avoid staying in wet clothing or bathers for extended periods of time. Avoid things like bubble baths or any kind of body of water with lots of chemicals in it because this can impact the natural balance of bacteria in the body. If you are susceptible to thrush or get it quite a lot, don't wear tight fitting clothing too often. This does not allow your body, especially the genitals, to breathe. So this might be something that helps you. And there have also been candida diets that can maybe help people susceptible to bacteria overload. And this might work for you. It might not. There hasn't really been any solid evidence to prove this. However, it is something that maybe you could uh, give a go if you are susceptible to thrush. Of course, if you are going to change your diet drastically or do anything like that, I would always, always recommend going and talking to your GP or a nutritionist about your options there. That is all for today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope that you feel like you learned something about thrush and yeast infections and you feel more informed and empowered about, oh God, I just snorted. <laughs> oh, I don't know how I did that. I'm, I don't even think I'm going to edit that out. <laughs> I hope everyone has an absolutely wonderful week. I will be back in your ears on Thursday this week for How's Your Head? And I've got some really exciting stuff going on this week with a couple of interviews. So that is really good as well. Stay safe and I'll be back in your ears very, very soon. See you later.